Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Mac and Joe Talk on a Podcast. I am Mac. Of course, I am joined here, as always, by Joe. Say hello, Joe. Hey, Mac. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me, uh, as no, always. Thanks for being here, Joe. I know a lot of you listeners have been waiting for an episode. You know, around the holidays, it's busy. We have personal, other things going on. Believe it or not, we do have lives outside of this one-hour-a-week podcast. So I do apologize. I know we've been uh, kind of lacking on these podcasts, but uh, we'll make it up for you today. I appreciate all of you guys listening. Appreciate every single one of you sticking with us. Um, you know, we truly care about you guys, and, and we want to get good content out for you guys, not just kind of a half-hearted, half-hour kind of content. We want to make sure we're doing it right. Yeah. This will be the last podcast before our end-of-the-year podcast. Mm-hmm. Our end of the year podcast, Joe, as you know, and our listeners know, that it's our most yep. downloaded podcast yep. of the year. I know sometimes you guys have lives yourselves and you skip a podcast here or there, but it feels like everyone gets that end of the year one. Yep. That's when we look forward to 2024, but we also look back at 2023, yep. top yep. 10. Mm-hmm. A lot of interesting films this year. Um, so again, I know we've been late on some podcasts and we haven't put them out kind of as regular as we'd like to, or as much as you guys would like to, but... Um, we appreciate you guys listening and being yeah, here. Thank you. Um, a, lot, your patience. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. A lot of stuff that maybe seems backtracked. Yep, and a packed um, show today. But uh, we'll kind of get through it. Um, some of you guys have still been waiting for my review of my trip to Disneyland, Southern California, all the way back in October. I know it's it's been that long. Yeah. Um, had a great time. Um, obviously, thanks to the Wolfpack for going with me. Those that are listening will know what I'm talking about. Um, had a great time. Went for three days. Went to each park one day when I see one park, Disney California, Disneyland, and then Universal Studios. We didn't park hop when we were in Disneyland. Um, it's a little cheaper to do it that way, obviously, if you're not park hopping. Yeah. Um, and if you have the extra days to do it, you could do it that way. Yeah. Um, I won't go over everything we did on the trip, obviously, because a lot of the stuff we've covered hundreds of times before. But there are a couple new attractions. Some new, some new things, yeah. That I did experience and some new eateries I experienced that, that I really wanted to talk about. The first one is the newest attraction in Disneyland. Um, it is Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Um, I thought it was so cool. It was great. Um, it's a trackless ride. It very much in some ways plays out like Rise of the Resistance in terms mm-hmm. of the ride technology. Mm-hmm. You don't see the track. You don't know where it's going. Yep. You're kind of on a train. Um, and in Minnie and you're kind of like there's different kind of storage compartments in the train, it can break off at any time. Mm. It can come back together at any time. Mm. Um, you are just kind of going on this journey. Um, it's a lot of screen animation. There are no animatronics really okay. kind of okay. in there. Okay. It really is mostly just the screens around you okay. telling the story. Uh, it was cool to be on attraction with uh, Mickey Mouse. I thought that was unique mm. and different. Mm. Um, the queue was really cool. Okay. Right, it really was. It really highlighted a lot of classic Disney movies, but it put it put like ducks in them, or like Mickey Mouse was in them, okay. or Goofy was in them. Okay, right. It was just really this kind of funny little nod to like Disney history. Nice. Um, very much, a, very much an homage to the old classic. Yeah, I mean, again, very it, cool. it fits. That, that sounds in, very cool. Yeah, it fits in Toontown, obviously, which is where it's at. Um, it, it works kind of in that space. I'm, you know, I'm surprised that they were able to fit it in there. Hmm. Um, again, it's the newest attraction. I'm not going to say it's the best attraction in Disneyland. And Rise of the Resistance is still probably the most technologically advanced ride that they have. 
right? Again, the length and kind of everything they do, kind of going up and down within the ride and all mm -hmm, that stuff is mm -hmm. still very different. Mickey Minis is, is great, and I'm glad I experienced it, but it is definitely worth a ride if you are going. Nice. Uh, we lucked out, right? We lucked out in the sense of um, the ride had been closed for, you know, something went wrong, mm -hmm. and we just happened to be basically in Toontown when they opened back up, so we kind of got right on. Nice. Which was just luck of the drop. But it is one of those newer rides, so if you do have Genie Plus, you do pay the extra okay, okay. for it. Um, it's not on regular Genie. So not Got only it. do you have to pay for Genie Plus, you have to pay the extra. Got it. Uh, the other big visit we did, we went to Super Nintendo World and Universal Studios Hollywood. Um, really cool. I'll, I'll be up front and say I'm not really a huge Nintendo person. I've paid, I played Mario Kart and stuff like that. But I can't say that I, I'm huge about the characters and everything. Um, I will say... The land is very cool. It's very unique. Mm -hmm. Once you're in the land, you're really in the land. You can't see other things. Okay. You're kind of in this atmosphere. Um, it is small, though. The okay. land is small. Okay. Um, they demolished a soundstage for okay. this land. So yeah, it's yeah. really just the space of one soundstage okay. that they did. Um, and it's there's one ride, Mario Kart Bowser's Challenge. Okay. But everything else is like Peach's Castle. Or Luigi's house, or Mario's house, um, and it's really a lot of meet and greets, right? Okay. So you can meet Peach, you can meet Mario, Luigi, and stuff like that. And there's some cool photo ops and stuff like that. But the main attraction really is Mario Kart Bowser's Challenge. Okay. Curious how they did it before. I had no idea. You're sitting next to someone. There's four people in a car, basically. You're sitting next to someone. Okay. Um, you put on 3D glasses, and you're driving the car kind of within your 3d glasses you're shooting you're getting hit um, again the elements kind of throughout the ride you go to different like tracks different parts of things and so the elements around you kind of come in if you mm -hmm. look to your right you see different things um, it's hard to explain but again you're really you're driving but you're not driving at the same time like you're you're going fast but you're not going fast like you're not controlling the gas or anything like that you're just kind of driving your speed, again, you can collect things and shoot things and you get hit, things like that. You kind of get ranked within your car, basically, is kind of okay. how it works. Okay. Okay. Um, we waited. We got there not right when it opened. Um, not right when it opened for the extra hour. We paid for the extra hour. There were some technical difficulties in there, but we waited a good hour and a half to get on mm. this ride. Um, again, some of that was probably due to technical difficulties within the ride. Um, but I looked at, I was looking at the time, the wait time throughout the day on my app when we were there, and it was consistently 90 minutes to two hours. Um, it's huge. It's huge. Uh, the line, it's huge. It's huge. Again, the queue, the first part of the queue, you're kind of, you're kind of inside like mushroom land. I don't know what the correct phrase is for mushroom land. Okay. Um, and then you get to the outside of Bowser's Castle. And then if you're stuck out there, it's hot because the sun's like beaming right at you. Okay. And then you get inside to Bowser's Castle, and that's an awesome queue because okay. there's Bowser's Castle has tons of things, and then you get to like the racing things, and okay. that part of the queue is awesome. Okay. Um, again, is it worth it to do? Sure. Um, if you have the Universal Express, you don't get Universal Express for Bowser's Cart. Um, only if you have the VIP. Um, the VIP tickets are like $500. Because that's when you go on like the special VIP tour and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, I will again, worth it. I think it's a great addition. Again, I know people are high on the movie. 
Um, they're going to make a sequel uh, to the movie again, kind of doubling down the Universal Nintendo Illumination connection. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say people that are expecting this gargantuan type of land, they're expecting this big thing. It's not going to be, it's not like, it's not like the magical world of Harry Potter, right? Where that's a huge, you know, with shopping and stores and restaurants and, you know, you're in a place you're in, I totally, I'm totally blanking on the name of the shopping market in Harry Potter, but then there's a whole different set and then you get to Hogwarts. And so that's a whole new thing. This is very much kind of self-contained, but still very much worth it. Um, two restaurants we went to, we went to Black Tap in downtown Disney, a place that I had wanted to go for a while. Black Tap is mostly known for their crazy over the top shakes. Um, burgers were good. Burgers tasted like burgers. It was fine. The shake was out of this world huge. It was way too big for one person. We each ordered kind of one different type of shake. Again, the shake is very good, but I would have probably preferred to have like eaten dinner somewhere and then like an hour later gotten a shake just kind of be different but again having it together was a lot but it was a very cool experience it was a place i'd wanted to go there for a while um since i've been there it's a very popular southern california place we also did finally go to tiana's palace in disneyland uh, which is of course took over the french quarter market the french market restaurant which is right next to haunted mansion mm-hmm. um if anyone is listening to this that is friends with me on Facebook. I actually took a picture with Tiana, uh, which is very cool. She's kind of walking around saying hello to people. And I said, you know what? This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I'm going to take a picture with Tiana. And I did. Uh, I'll cherish that picture forever. Um, I had jambalaya. Um, I thought it was great. It was good. It was really, really busy. Um, again, it's a newer restaurant, so that makes sense. Um, very much not, you know. The French French market restaurant was decently busy before, but not as busy as it was like this. Right. But you can still get beignets. You can still get your men julep. You can still get stuff like that if you want. They've just expanded the dining options inside. Okay. Again, we ate outside really kind of the same vibe and atmosphere. Just the difference is they're playing a little more, you know, Tiana. And then she's walking around and saying hi to tables and stuff like that. Mm. But, but it was good. It was beautiful at night when they had the sign says Tiana's Palace, which is just like they do it in the movie. Mm. Uh, but other than that, it was great. I had a great time on my trip. Um, thanks again uh, to my friends who went with me. Joe, you were sorely missed. I wish you were there with us. Um, but yeah, next time I'll go to Disneyland, we'll probably be next year sometime for the expo. Um, and I'm sure there'll be new things to, to discuss then. But nice. um, yeah, any any questions or anything about that? Uh, no, I was going to ask you how big the Mario Land was in relation to Harry Potter, but yeah, you, you narrowed it down. Would you say it's more like the? Uh, it reminded me of Toontown in a sense. Oh, it's like that size. Like it's really like, hey, there's here's a couple houses, some meet and greet, and then it. there's one ride. Okay, okay. It really, it really felt small. Well, that's fine. Which is fine. Um, Again, there's there's not a lot of again. Universal Studios is a it's a working Hollywood studio, so there's not a lot of space to build out there, true. right? Which is why they built that whole whole lower level at some true, point, true. because they just were running out of space up top yep, to yep, do stuff. Yep, yep. Um, and so to demolish a whole soundstage for them was like, okay, we have to do this. Yeah. Um, but again, there's just not a lot of space there unless they demolish more sound stages, which I guess they can, mm-hmm. but. Who knows? Or maybe it was old and out of date. Yeah, I mean, it could just be a soundstage that's not used anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? Who hasn't? I have no idea. Um, you, didn't, you didn't mention Jurassic World. 
Oh, I went on it last time. We talked about it last year oh, when I went did? on. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. yeah. I mean, the great Jurassic World's great. It's. Yeah, I think. It I think great. it is. It was great. Yeah, I think it's it an upgrade. Great. I. I loved it. I think it's yeah. a great. It's a great update. It I mean, was I'm, very cool. I went yeah. on it. It was nice. good. Um, Disney California Adventure, a Beast Library and Animation Academy, is going to close on December tenth. I didn't even know Beast Library was back there, but we actually walked in the last time we were there um, in October. Because uh, we went to see Tur- we went to see Turtle Talk with Crush, um, which is the kind of that same back area. Um, so yeah, it was a cool Where little place this? to walk by. So Animation Academy on Hollywood Boulevard in downtown Disney. If so, you walk into Main Street. Um, if you go right, you're going to Storm. But if you go left, like you're walking towards the Hyperion Theater. Okay. Um, it's that big building on the right that says Animation Academy. Okay. Um, I don't know if that I don't know if that visually helps you. I but. I think I know the okay. strip you're talking about. It's heading towards Monsters Inc. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And it's on the right hand side okay. of the street. Okay. Okay. Um, the Beast Library is just one building. Okay. Inside Animation hmm. Academy, they they you know they'll still keep Turtle Talk and they'll still do hmm. some other stuff. I don't know why specifically they're closing closing Beast Library, hmm. um, but they are. So. I'm glad I actually experienced that before I closed because I actually had never been in there of all the times I've been um, to Disneyland. So that is my trip. That is all the nice. theme park news we have. Um, nothing really new in terms of holiday stuff at Disneyland. We've talked about this a couple years, um, kind of the new stuff. Um, there's some overlays for like It's a Small World, Guardians. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll get an overlay. Um, obviously, Nightmare Before Christmas stays in the Haunted Mansion, but for the most part, the rides are the rides. There'll be little kind of little things. I know for a Jungle Cruise, they add some presents and stuff like that throughout mm. the ride. But for the most part, um, it's the same type of overlays. There's trees instead of pumpkins all over. Yeah. Um, and that's all it is. So you can meet Santa at Disneyland if you want. Um, but I think that's about it. That's so all we have for that. Um, one of the news, the one of the biggest news, if not the biggest news, that happened while we were away was the SAG strike is officially over. Uh, real quick, just kind of some highlights that they said. Um, the, the strike lasted 118 days, which is the longest in the guild's history. Um, they talked about five main points that they had won, essentially, or negotiated. I don't want to say won. Negotiated. Uh, minimum minimum compensation increases. Okay. Right? So it's not just some an executive saying what I think you should get. It's a kind of on paper, like this is kind of the increase you should be getting. Especially if you're on a show, it's like we're talking about season by season and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, streaming bonuses. Um, disclosure of viewership stats. That was one of the biggest things. Mm. You know, Netflix, Prime, even Disney Plus or Apple TV Plus or things like that. It's not like Nielsen where they can kind of track how many shows they're watching, how many hours people are watching. True, true. They just kind of keep that information to themselves. But if you are an actor on, say, Stranger Things and your show is quadrupling its audience you know and your value is technically more again how do you measure that how do you pay that i have no idea i'm not that smart but those are one of the things that they talked about limits on artificial intelligence i know that's a a big topic for a lot of people Um, and then relocation bonuses right if you're asked to be in a show from you know if you're living in la but you you're asked to film in toronto or new york or minnesota or wherever you're filming um, to get a relocation bonus for that not just kind of packing up your stuff and looking for an apartment right it's you gotta oh, kind of Got you know they're gonna want to help you out right things like that so okay. 
Um, SAG strike is over. Um, obviously, late night has been back for for a little while. Yep. Films are resuming production. Um, primetime TV, in terms of like network TV, like I, don't, I wish I had a better example, but like Law and Order and shows like that, that is regular TV. They are what what they've said is they are trying to make a late spring okay. kind of return. So that would be like, hey, we'll get like a little bit of a TV season. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for like a traditional model, yeah, yeah. Um, again, streaming can obviously be released whenever. Exactly. But um, you know, a lot of people still watch traditional TV. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. But probably not till the spring for some. Probably period. not. I mean, just because again, they have to be in production and write the scripts and pre-production yeah. and all that yeah. stuff. So it's a lot. But for the side strike just, is for over. Now we just get more reality shows like. Survivor season fifty and the, I mean, and the Golden Bachelor. Uh, the Golden Bachelor is filled with controversy. I, I couldn't. I, I mean, it's I don't watch I it, but I it. I've heard it. I've heard There's the controversy. controversy. Why is there controversy? Well, I mean, not, they're not golden. Like no, I might not to break down the Golden Bachelor on this show, but the Golden Bachelor is seventy. He's a very handsome guy. Okay. Um, and he he went on the show and he saw he said that oh my wife died three years ago and i haven't uh, i haven't dated someone since then and that was shady um or not, he lied now a woman has come out and claimed that they've been dating before and they've been intimate um and they basically have pictures and evidence to kind of back it up um so it's uh, again the show is for 70 the show is bonkers and ratings like the bachelor is a huge show for disney and abc yeah but this is um not- but this is a kind of a weird twist. I'm sure. I'm sure it actually doesn't doesn't hurt their ratings. I'll be honest with you. Um, oh, but, you mean the controversy? Yeah, I'm sure it doesn't hurt. More like Disney's a Tiger rating. King kind of thing. Sure. Than, than a, not like, as not as serious. No, but, but yes, just that's that. Anyway, uh, Joe, do you want to go over just a couple of little news and notes? Again, sure. there's lots of stuff that happened, uh, but we tried to highlight some update, big stuff. General update. Yeah, we got a few news and notes. Um, uh, Nicholas Holt is going to be cast as Lex Luthor in the Superman Legacy. This is the TV show. No, this is the Sorry. this is the James Gunn movie. This is okay. the restart is of the movie, DC universe. A reboot, yeah. yeah, of Superman, but it's called Superman Legacy. Yeah, uh, I'm having trouble envisioning Nicholas Holt being bald, but we'll see. Nicholas Holt famously um, auditioned as Superman, did not get it. Famously auditioned for Batman. Uh, Robert Pattinson was chosen over him. He was one of the finalists, but interesting. Uh, James Gunn has huh. James Gunn apparently okay. liked him enough in his reading that he brought him back for okay. Lex Luthor to read. Okay, I'll have to see. Um, but we'll see. Stills, yeah, we'll have to see. Yeah. Uh, next thing uh, we have Dave Filoni is the new CCO as the creative something or other chief creative officer. Chief creative officer at Lucasfilm, I guess. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy is. Has been long since gone. I guess. Uh, I mean, she's technically still the CEO. Okay. Um, I just think this again. Kathleen Kennedy, very unpopular to a large population of the Star Wars base. Got it. Um, Lucasfilm has not been um, as productive as Disney would like. I think, especially again, Indiana Jones was a huge loss for them. Um, the recent one. The recent one this summer. Yeah, it was a huge financial loss for them. I would uh, say the theme parks look great, but I don't know about the Sure. I mean um, I'm yeah. def- I'm definitely uh bearish on the uh on the Star Wars films. Uh but the recent trilogy, right? Yeah, You're about- the recent trilogy did not sit all that well with me. But I can uh yeah, you would say that 
to be back to piggyback on what you're saying, it has not been a they have not earned back their 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 investment. One might say. But, I mean, they may have I mean, the with first, merchandise and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, perhaps. But I mean, the, first, I don't, the first movie, I think, it made over close to a billion. Well, dollars. all in the trilogy made a billion dollars. Really? Um, oh, combined or each no? One? Each one, each movie. Really? Um, okay. Solo was the one that did really poorly. Okay. Um, and then uh, really, they yeah, all made. A they billion? all. Made, I mean, it's Star Wars. For the most part, people are still wow. going to come out and see it. Okay. I um, and then Indiana Rise Jones. Of yeah. Okay. I mean, it was diminishing returns. But it still made, but it's still made over a billion dollars. I did not. Um, know Indiana Jones was was a big loss, huge loss. Again, having Dave Filoni on, I think, is more of just a him and John Favreau have really kind of spearheaded this kind of Mandalorian verse. Yes, and I think that's that's been, a huge that's success. been successful yeah. for them. And so having Dave Filoni kind of overseeing generally again, they've speaking, they've already announced. Speaking, yeah, they've already announced. Yeah, they've already announced a bunch of film, new films and stuff Bo- like that. Boba Fett wasn't so good. Boba Fett for me wasn't they definitely great. Definitely kind of struggled with Mandalorian and, uh, 100%. and Ahsoka. Hundred percent. So it so, seems yeah. like, you know, I heard someone talk about the, uh, you know, they were the, 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 anyway. I heard, I heard a discussion about Star Wars and the future of Star Wars and where do you go from there in terms of movies and stuff like that, and not sure, but. Um, I guess a lot of the Timothy Zahn books uh-huh. are Thrawn and the Rebels and all yeah. of them. That's been a pretty good hit, or that's been a pretty good yeah. uh, you know hit on in terms of those characters. Yeah, you know, it's a sweet spot because it's yes. right after six. Yes, and it's before seven. But it's also new characters that you really yeah. haven't seen before yeah. outside of you know. I mean, they were. I don't even know. They may have been like briefly in like Clone Wars, like the original movies. Again, the movies that the two little movies I know you haven't seen, but yeah, like these are characters that aren't like they had to create new characters or they were characters yeah. in the books. And I feel or from like the animated shows. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. But I feel like that's been a really, as you say, a good sweet spot because um, it's not, you know, you're not you're not throwing in Luke Skywalker or Han Solo or. Any of the older characters yeah. who, I don't want to say are past their prime, but I feel like those stories have already been told. So it's, right. I feel like they've got, they've, they've, they've certainly got a good thing going with that niche. There was one moment in Ahsoka the where... The Boba Fett, so that's so One moment in Ahsoka where, um, again, because Leia is alive in this time and she's a senator. Okay. Um, or they had to superimpose her? Like, no, where I, I thought they were going to. Uh, and it was like, oh, Leia's gonna deal with this matter, and then C three PO walks in, and I was like, okay, that was he a nice, is, that was a is, nice save, nice save, Disney, the, well done. He is the uh, he is the chief negotiator. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm here for Princess, yes, I'm here yes. for Senator Organa, and it was like, oh, nice yep, save, well yep, done, yep, well yep, done, like Disney. Jar Jar Binks from Pepper Padme, there you go. Well done. Um, so I think that again, as a Star Wars fan, I'm not gonna say I'm a super fan, but as a Star Wars fan who enjoys their content, I'm a, I, I've liked what Dave Filoni's put out, nice. especially the animated stuff. Cool. So we'll see. Yep, 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 yep. Um, lots of films. I'm really gonna just say yay or nay for these. Okay, I don't want to. I don't want to delve in. Lot to do. That's um, but again, award season. Lots of films coming out. Holiday season. Some of these films kind of thrive and they kind of have long lives. And some of these films come in and out one weekend where they don't find an audience and they're out. Got it. Um, the holdovers. I know we both saw it, Joe. Yeah. I'm gonna say this is a big yes for me. I liked it. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Alexander Payne. 
I was, I'm a huge fan of Sideways. Uh, you know, a, a very different story. I wasn't sure where it was going to go. Um, again, uh, bittersweet at times, or not bittersweet, but definitely, you know, has highs and lows, um, funny moments, but sad moments. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Paul Giamatti is great. Uh, I wrote down Devine Joy Randolph, Randolph. Yeah, I believe um, she was great too. Yeah, um, a very very touching story. Again, I like that it took place kind of like in the '60s or whatever. I guess it was. So they were kind of, you know, I had that nostalgic feel, you know, pre-internet and phones and everything. So it was, you know, and, and outfits and everything. Um, I just, yeah, I really liked it. Uh, okay. Yeah, I would recommend it. Okay. I'm going to go Priscilla is the next film, Sofia Coppola film. This is going to be a pass for me. Not not bad acting, not, you know, but again, in some ways, Priscilla, we're talking about Priscilla Presley. Um, so we're talking about kind of Elvis and how they met. And then I kind of feel like I just saw the better version last year with, with um, the Baz Luhrmann one. Um, again, Sofia Coppola is hit or miss for me. I like some of her stuff. I like Bling Ring. I thought that was a great film. But some stuff she's done, um, you know, Lost in Translation was great. Um, that's a Sofia Coppola film with Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. But some stuff she's done. Yeah, Marie Antoinette, again, that wasn't a hit for me. So it's she's kind of hit or miss for me. Next goal wins. This is a this is a yes for me. Taika Waititi. Uh, Taika again. It's got Michael that Pat it's got Pender. that fun humor. It's a soccer movie. You yeah, like and, soccer. It, and it fits in again. It's a true story, and you kind of believe what's happening. Um, it seemed like a fun again. Movie. Yeah, it is. It's just a fun movie. Like there's nothing negative about it, right? There's nothing. It's it's kind of you walk feel in, and you feel, feel good. Feel good movie. Yeah. Next he's, up is he's certainly had some interesting movies. Like he's a he's definitely had a wide range for yeah. sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. Like, he did this movie, he's done, like, Jojo, you know. I mean, you're, yeah, a, huge, Rabbit, yeah. you're a huge fan of him, but he yeah. ha- he has certainly had a wide range of uh, of uh, export. Just I mean, genres he's, yeah, he's he done, did yeah. Thor Ragnarok, you're a huge fan of that. Yeah. Um, I don't know what What else. We Do in the Shadows, he's done. Um, do the movie the and the TV show, yeah. Reservoir Dogs, uh, Reservation, Reservation Dogs on who? Okay. The show. Oh, that's the one with with the Native American um, young actors. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, next but up anyways. is Napoleon from Ridley Scott. Um, this is a middle of the road for me. I'm at, I'll say lean towards. I'll lean towards better. Um, lots of big, big action sequences. It plays out huge, especially on a big screen, and it feels like you're in it. Right? He does. He's filmed a lot of films that are like that, where you feel like you're in the action. I don't know how he does it, how he gets these camera angles and stuff like that, but you're right there in the action. Um, But I will say, in in some ways, it does play like a highlight film. It kind of goes from, like, Napoleon's here, and then five years later, he's here, and five years later, he's here. Like, we don't really see the growth of the person. We just kind of see him at these, like, say you're reading, like, a history book, and they're like, "Pick, pick Napoleon's ten biggest moments in his life and so the, okay. the historian goes well this moment this moment this. and so you don't really see the in-between okay. right you see the there was no flow yeah he you know he becomes king here he gets mm. exiled here he gets married here oh right all those things um wish the latest disney film this is a pass for me um good music i thought you know an, an okay cast ariana bose obviously can sing um chris pine a little 
He was singing. not great. He, he, was he, he was singing. Okay. I, I didn't love it. Okay. Um, it really, I will say the one thing about it that people have said, it, it does feel like a classic Disney animation film okay. in the sense of it's hand-drawn. Mm -hmm. There's no computers um, in this film. Mm -hmm. uh, and it really is, for lack of a better word, a fantasy land type of a film. It's based in a fantasy land. Okay. It's not set in a real world. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so it does have that classic Disney appeal, which is why they released it for the Disney 100. Okay. Um, I just It didn't connect with me, I mean, because I didn't connect with the character. Um, but Story? Yeah. It, it was once, once I got to the point of, like, she has to make a choice, I, I knew what was going to happen. Um, so again, doesn't hold a candle to Coco. Or no, I mean Coco. Yeah, I mean none of those those new ones. Even new films like Encanto or stuff like that, yes. or Soul or something like that. Yeah, like they're, yeah, not, yeah. they're not on that level. Okay, got it. Uh, Hunger Games, Huge Ballad. Miss. Yeah, miss. got it. Okay. Hunger Games, Ballad of Snakes and Songbirds. I'm surprised you saw this. I, I loved it. Well, I, I saw it at work you, actually. I didn't think. Uh, oh, okay. Because I was there. Because I didn't think you had an interest with. I, I love the film. He this kind of, this he, film. He came home the other day. He turns on. He turned on Mockingjay Part One or whatever it was. Yep. It's like he's on the Hunger Games train. Yeah, I I I love this film. Okay. I, I, I Yeah, I ended up seeing it a couple times just because of it's at, just because yeah. of where I, I watched it's in it. The dome. Yeah, I saw it at, at a okay. big dome theater. I I loved it. I thought the story okay. was great. Cool. Um, I thought the characters are great. Um, I. Had vaguely remembered some of the Hunger Games film. Okay. I've never read the okay. books, okay. Um, but it obviously made me want to watch the films Donald again. Sutherland, um, yeah, Donald Sutherland, not in it, obviously. Okay, not in this one. But he, uh, younger the Donald. character, Got yeah, it, the Coriolanus yeah. Snow. Peter Dinklage I, was good. Yeah, I was just I was okay. fascinated by the story. Okay, even though I knew like, oh, Coriolanus Snow, he's the bad guy in the yeah, next yeah, movies, yeah. like. I was super invested in the growth. Okay. I was okay. I was fat. Rachel Zegler. Obviously, You're very talented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Viola Davis is a minor character, just like mm -hmm. Peter Dinklage. Like mm -hmm. they're in it, okay. But the story, the film is not theirs. But they're two. so good yes. when they're in it. Yes. Um, and again, just like I'm gonna assume the books, but certainly the films, the main crux of the story is not the games, right? True. The main crux yeah. of the story is these two really. However, you want to call it societal differences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The class. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's really that. You. That's what it's about. Gotcha. And you know, the the movie is long. It's about two hours and forty minutes. Okay. Um, and it's set up in that three parts. Long. The first part is basically the introduction. The second part is the games, and then the third part is kind of okay. the resolution. Okay. Okay. Um, and I I was fascinated the whole okay. time. Right. The games again. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't want to say fight. The fight is yeah. always, or not the fight, but the survival is always a cool. Yeah, I mean it is. It yeah. is intense when it's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh my god, these people are gonna die. Got it, got it. Got um, it. and they did. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I loved it. I mean, I thought the film was great. This film okay. will be on my top cool. ten, uh, for sure. Cool. Glad you liked it. Um, and it actually makes me want to read the books. That was yeah. a surprise. It actually makes me want to read mm. the actual books. Okay, okay. Did you uh, even watch the other movies? I watched all the Hunger Games. Okay. I watched okay. them when they came out. The last got one it. came out in 2015, so okay. it's been a long time. Got it, got it. And obviously watching this movie made me want to rewatch all the yeah, other ones. And I rewatched yeah, all of them in a weekend. Yeah. Just because I was like, I got to watch it now. Got it, got it. Um, the last one is Dream Scenario. It's the latest Nicolas Nick Cage, Cage film, film that just came out. Um... You know, Nicolas Cage having maybe a minor comeback um, to a certain extent, right? He's done a film like Pigs, and he did the film with Pedro Pascal, and he's the voice of Spider-Man Noir in Across the Spider-Verse, which he's going to be in the sequel. Redfield. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's a comeback, but sure, he was in it. It's a major studio movie, so he was in it. Um, Dream Scenario is very much... Uh, it's an interesting story. I, I don't know if I, I liked it so much. It becomes somewhat kind of graphic at the end. Um, if you like Pig, I think it kind of is along those veins okay, of a story. Okay, Not, okay. again, very different storyline. Just but like taking a dark turn. That kind of dark... Thing. Yeah, that dark humor, that dark kind of tone underneath. There isn't really any resolution within the story. Okay. But, again, Nicolas Cage gives a committed performance. He's kind of this over-the-top person. Yes. Um, which is kind of characters that he... Yeah. ...has played for the, a lot of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was an interesting watch. Um, again, people are talking about Nicolas Cage as an Oscar outsider. I don't mm. think that's really mm. going to happen. Um, but I, I'm not I'm not upset that I saw it, like I experienced the film. But I wouldn't say I'm going to walk away going, oh, it's a great film. Would you film. watch it again? It. I mean, I'd watch it on streaming or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't watch I wouldn't go to a theater again to no, watch it. But, just... I mean, if it was randomly on a streaming service in a year, would I watch it? Sure. Okay. Yeah, not the worst thing in the world. Um, did you ever uh, I know this isn't on your list no did you have any interest in seeing that that movie about that castle that that guy lived in the movie that that castle whatever or that the name of that I don't know oh my goodness Uh, I'm sure it's like some British castle that looks like uh, that looks like Downton Abbey but it's like this weird movie the drama movie with the guy from the Eternals uh, I'm not looking at you blankly because I'm. No, I know. I, I just I don't know. What I you don't. Mean. Yeah, I didn't write this down. It's okay. I'm sure it'll come to you. The guy from the Eternals, not Richard Madden. No, he's the kid. He's the kid. The the younger kid, not the little teeny tiny one, but the like. <sighs> Forget his name. He was also in. Are you talking about Barry Keegan? You talking about yeah. Saltburn? Yes, yeah, Saltburn. Yes, I I have not seen Saltburn. Salt um, burn. Sorry. I, I do want to see sorry, salt not burn. White salt burn. Oh, yeah, yeah the salt castle, burn. whatever. Yeah, I do want to see salt burn. Okay, I just yeah. haven't. I haven't seen it, but yeah. I was just curious. I do want to see salt yeah, burn. You though. want to see it, okay? Because yeah. it's out now. I it's a lot. I mean, as you can see, no, just by the well, movies, I've was, seen a lot. Well, but, this yeah. was over like three or four weeks. Yeah. But I just, yeah, yeah I would. Think, I do. Yeah. I would think that would be. I was just curious. If yeah, yeah. That's a good call. Um, do you want me to do say a couple things? Sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, no. Well, give you. Yeah, yeah. Give me a second. We're good. All right. So uh, we got a few things from Marvel. Uh, and they're... Oh, yeah. We're going to mention Marvel later, too, in our December preview. Um, Marvel reshuffled the schedule post-strike agreement. So I believe this is maybe their timetable. I'm sure it ties into later stories as well uh, that we're going to mention, I think, right after this. But um, I assume this has to do with TV and movies, or just yeah, movies? mostly movies. Okay. I would say um, the only Marvel film that will come out in 2024. That's next year. Yeah. Is uh, Deadpool three? Okay. Um, Captain America Which isn't really part of the Thunderbolts at all. Yeah. At this point, it's not. You're right. It's yeah, mostly yeah. a standalone thing. Got it. Um, so Captain America that won't come out until 2025 and okay. stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Um, so again, part so of that this is, is just the reshuffle. Okay. Yeah the the strike has kind of pushed things back and true, things true. like that. So. But um, maybe this next bullet point has plays into that. I'm sure mm-hmm. uh, Mac is gonna, I guess, give a. I don't know. I'm just I, give a I tiny a brief, brief review. Tiny brief film, yeah. film review on the Marvels, and I guess talk a little bit or mention, you know, about the disappointing box office. It is not 
It has not done well at the box office. Um, I know when I asked you if you liked it, you said you did. Um, tell me and the listeners why did you like it? Um, the Marvels. And do you think that the disappointing box office is not a representation of how good the movie is? Um, Sorry, that was a lot to unpack. No, that's okay. Start off with what you I, I like the film. I, I, I didn't think it was great. I thought it was good. I thought it moved along. It had been a long time since we'd seen Carol. Um, I really liked the Miss Marvel series, so I was happy to see Miss Marvel back, okay, and, and yeah, I yeah. really liked uh, WandaVision, so it was nice to see um, that character mm-hmm. uh, from WandaVision, Monica Rambeau, return. Yep. Um, I remember that. It, it, it really feels like a self-isolated film. Okay. Um, like it deal, kind of deals with this one little thing, okay. which in some sense is good, in some sense is bad. Um, I'm going to say the post credit scene blew me away. Blew you away. That okay. is kind of the right. big part okay. of where I'm like, okay. again, that's the last thing you see. That's the last thing I walk out of the theater and I'm like, oh my God, that's awesome. Okay. Um, so again, maybe I left on a higher note than maybe if I just saw the film. But the film, I did not think the film was bad. Again, one of the things that people have talked about and you know, complaints with Marvel and even Bob Iger has kind of brought this up is you know, these films feel very... And TV stories, if you want to go Disney Plus, they they feel very disconnected to each other. Okay. I think part of the beauty of the first three phases is you knew that all of these characters inhabited this world. They were all there and they were all, at some point, going to have to come together to fight this thing. Yeah. And right now it very much feels, you know, phase four, five, and six, Wakanda's happening over here. Thor's on this planet. Captain Marvel's kind of dealing with stuff in space over here. Yeah, and, you know, Moon Knight's some random character in London that's, mm-hmm. you know, but how is Moon Knight going to connect with an Avenger, right? And yeah. it's it's all these things, and it's, it's a lot of characters mm-hmm. that I think people don't know. I don't know the viewership numbers for Miss Marvel, so I don't know how many people cared about Miss Marvel. Again, Captain Marvel, the first movie, made over a billion dollars, but that was a huge... You're gonna give a huge assist to Marvel to Endgame for yeah, that, yeah, right? That came sure. out right before for Endgame, sure. and they yeah. marketed that movie yes. as like you need to see Captain yes. Marvel before you see Endgame. Yes. You really spoiler alert. You really didn't need to see no, it. No. Uh, but they marketed it that way no. cleverly. Um, but that's fine. Disappointing box office. This is the lowest MCU film of all time. Um, that's I don't have the specific number in front of me. Just know it's the lowest of all time. And we're talking like. 2008, 2009 Marvel. It's lower than all of those films. It's already been, Disney's already pulled it from theaters. Um, I don't know if this just means Captain Marvel is going to be shelved as a character. Again, extremely popular character in the comics, an extremely powerful character. Um, my guess this is probably going to hurt more of, you know, someone like Miss Marvel or something like that. But again, they'll probably bring back Brie Larson for something like Secret Wars or King Dynasty. Um, I would not expect a Captain Marvel 3 at this point, though. Um, I just don't think that's going to happen. But she could show up as a team player. Um, and she could show up maybe in one of those films and sacrifice herself and have a good ending that way. Sure. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Loki, season two review um, stays... As good as the Yeah, it's, it absolutely. It stays, it stays good. Okay. Um, the story continues in the right way. There are a couple of cast additions. Owen Wilson. Kihei Kwan, um, who just won his Oscar, yeah. was in Loki Season 2. Owen Wilson is great. I mean, okay. they have a good chemistry together. Okay. Um, 
it very much feels like the end. Again, I don't want to say spoiler alert, I guess, for a show that ended a couple weeks ago. The you know, yeah, the, it, it's the end of Loki. Loki. Yeah, I mean, again, it really very much feels like that. Again, it's Marvel. It's these stories. So I guess in theory, they could always bring him back in some sort of capacity. So it was like Infinity um, War? Kind of, yeah, sure. Um, again, Jonathan Majors is in it as a as a variant of Kang, right? And he's not Kang yet, but he's just a very in there. He's very good in it, and again, you can see that they're setting it up. You or can at least they yes. thought they were going to. Yeah, set it up. I mean, who knows what they're going to do now? Yeah. Uh, but you can see why he's in it. You can see why they want to build yeah. around him. He's a great actor. He's a yeah. really good actor. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you liked him. You also liked him in Creed Three. Yeah, too. I mean, he's he's very good. He's great. Um, so you can see kind of, you can see again, something like Loki, which very much still plays into the Marvel universe. You can see the seeds being planted. Something like in the Marvels, again, not to backtrack. The only thing in the Marvels that really connects to the future is the end credit scene. Everything else is just a self-contained story, which again is not bad. I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm saying people want that. At least at one point they wanted that cumulative storytelling. Um, Loki season two, great. Watch it if you like season one, you're going to love season two. Pedro Pascal is reportedly cast to play Mr. Fantastic in the Fantastic Four. Again, these rumors have been out for a while. John Krasinski was supposed to do it. Again, he only did it in the Multiverse of Madness as a variant. Um, Adam Driver and um, Emma Stone at one point were attached to play Mr. and Mrs. Fantastic. Now it looks like it's going to be Pedro Pascal and Vanessa Kirby. Uh, Vanessa Kirby, who was just in Napoleon... Um, but she's been in Hobbs and Shaw. She's been in The Crown. She's been in Mission Impossible. It looks like she's going to play Mrs. Fantastic. Um, I don't know about the other characters. Again, Pedro Pascal is a name, right? He's already kind of, if you want to say, in the Disney family. Um, but so he is doing The Last of Us. He's, he's a busy actor. He's a name. Um, so, again, we'll see. I like Matt Shackman as director. Um, I love what he did with WandaVision. He's directing... Uh, Fantastic Four. Again, there's a lot of hype around X-Men coming to MCU. There's a lot of hype around Deadpool coming. There's a lot of hype around Fantastic Four coming. Are these the characters and storylines that people want that are quote-unquote going to save Marvel? Right? We're all going to cross over here at some point with Secret Wars and Kang Dynasty. Um, my guess is yes. Okay. Uh, Avenger, Avengers Kang Dynasty loses its writer and director. Jeff Loveness was the writer. Um, he was the writer on Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Again, that was another underperforming Marvel film. Um, so they have let him go. Um, no new writer has been announced. Um, Daniel Destin Craig, who was the director of Shang-Chi. He was, the direct, he was announced as the director of Kang Dynasty. He has moved off Kang Dynasty and he is now focusing on Shang-Chi too. Okay. So he has not left Marvel, um, but he's just doing a different project. They have not announced anything new. Again, there are a lot of pieces in place to do Secret Wars and King Dynasty. They, they have set up a lot. Um, who knows if they're going to rebrand and redo everything. I mean, again, Jonathan Major's court case is happening. Again, I'm not saying the future of Marvel is more important than a court case. Um, but again, there are things that are out there. So um, that's, that's, that's my quickest Marvel news that we can go through. I, I hope I didn't uh, put you to sleep, Joe. Not at all. Um, but Joe, we have a question for yeah. you. And it's from someone you know. I think I know. Joe, do you like sequels or extended stories in book forms? Or are you against them like you are movies? Maybe this question is slanted. I don't know. But do you want to answer it? What do you mean slanted? 
Like it's it's kind of a misleading question, as in like you you never like sequels, and that's okay. Okay, I I'm not offended by the question, nor do I think it is uh, leading. Um, I mean, it's somebody who clearly knows that I'm not a huge fan of sequels in general in movie form, and this person is trying to see am I against book forms of sequels. Um, long, the short answer is, am I against them? Not as vehemently or strongly as in movie form. However, I would say that I don't, you know, I was looking at my bookshelf and just thinking about books that I've read that have sequels or that are quote unquote trilogies or series. Um, there aren't many that I've read. Mm-hmm. That, are, that are considered series books or even sequels. Um, the few that I have read are the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo trilogy. That was great. Um, and the only other quote-unquote sequel that I have that I would speak to is Jurassic Park the Lost, and then The Lost World. Um, I have not read Harry Potter. Um, I have not read... I wrote a bunch of these you down. You Lord of the Rings, haven't you? I have not read all the books. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't get through it. Uh, I stopped in The Two Towers only because it, I felt that the writing was very... Uh, not bland, but I didn't need to read like 15, 20 pages of descriptions. Um, and I feel like that's kind of what he does. Okay. Um, so I, I was able to read The Hobbit. I was able to read The Fellowship of the Ring. But I I tried to read the trilogy and I couldn't get through it. I have not read Game of Thrones. Again, some other ones I wrote down. Divergent series, I guess, is good. Twilight, maybe not so good. Um, the Hunger Games, I read the first book. Um, oh, you did? Did you like it? I didn't like it. Didn't like it enough to read the next one. Didn't like it enough to read the next one. So there is only one other series that I have that I really haven't touched, and it's by one of my favorite authors. And I have the first book in the series, but I haven't picked it up yet. And that is Stephen King's The Dark Tower series. Um, I will say that, so to answer the question, generally speaking, I would say I am against them, but it depends. For example, the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo trilogy, That act, it's true they did not release them in the same time. But they were all written at the same time. They just released them, like, you know, spaced it out over a year or two. Yeah. But it was essentially a story that was already written in his three books. Right. Right? Um, Harry Potter was not, but I did not read any of those. But it's the same story, though. True. But I... So, sorry. So, the point I'm trying to make is I... And I'm probably not describing this in in a very good way. Um... There was a book that came out by Stephen King that I tried to read. The book was called Dr. Sleep. They ended up making a, a yeah, movie on it. Ewan McGregor, Ewan right? McGregor. It was supposed to be a sequel to The Shining. And it is. And I did not finish reading it because I really wasn't interested. I started to read it and I was not really engaged. And I really didn't care. So when it comes to that book, yeah, I was not pleased. And I thought it was... I mean, you're again, the same, I would feel, I felt the same way about that book as I would feel about any sequel movie that's made 20 years later. Yeah. Plus, um, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, they ended up making another book that they made into a movie, 
that wasn't written by the guy. It was like as a, not a pseudonym, but it was somebody who kind of wrote about that girl. You saw the movie. I forget what it was called. They ended up making the movie about it too. You saw it like came out like five or six years ago. I forget what it was called. But I'm anyway, sure I did, but I it was know. it was not the original trilogy. Again, that is that wasn't even the original author because the other original author died. Um, so even then, I would be less I would be less optimistic about that story, and I yeah. and I didn't give it the time of day I have zero interest. Yeah. So I would say that I still feel the same way. But I would say I am much more inclined to give the books the benefit of the doubt if it is something that's done in succession and it's not like, like for example, I have not read the Harry Potter series, but it's my understanding that J.K. Rowling wrote like whatever, a certain number of books, and then, you know, I don't know the exactly timeline, but I know at one point in time she was like writing books and then they would come out. And then there would be like another one, like a year or two, whatever, a year later, six months later. So like she's writing these books. There's no like in between. There's no like taking a huge time off to do a break in the series. Right. It's like it's like consistent and it's continuous. That's all she was doing. She was just writing the story. Yes. To me, that is more. I am much more likely to give that a chance than, like I say, for example, the Doctor Sleep book. Uh, going back to a subject matter that came 40 years later, you know, The Shining was written in 1980s, you know, maybe even earlier. Like, I, I, it's not the same. Like, he's a very different writer yeah. now or, you know, whatever, four or five years ago when he made that book than he was in the 1970s. Yeah. Um, Lord of the Rings, again, to me, they're all kind of one story. I haven't read them all, but I couldn't read them all. Um, the, I mean, Game of Thrones. I mean, it, the same someone thing. Someone suggested the same thing, to you. Someone suggested to me to suggest to you would be ahead. a book series. Would be the Dune book series. I didn't write that down, but okay. I'm curious. It depends yeah. on how many books there is. Um, I don't I, know. I, I would really say good. that yeah. I might give. Uh, I do kind of want to give the Dark Tower a chance. Okay. And I would say that I, for the same reasons that I kind of dislike sequels, I would say that the Game of Thrones. I don't know that J.R. G George R. George R. R. Martin. R. Martin could continue the series now that would make people want to read. They probably still would be. Well, he hasn't even finished the last book. But that you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like too much time has passed. That's I what think I feel when like. that book comes out, people are going to go bonkers we'll see. over it. We'll like, see. people have to read we'll it. See. But I also feel like after watching the series, I don't know. I mean, especially I've, if we pick someone else to be. What king, right? Oh, he he he. Well, no, he yeah, I know. He had, I know he had a yeah. vastly different storyline, or yeah. things diverged yeah. quite a bit. But to answer that question, am I against them? Sure, but not nearly as strongly. And mm-hmm. I would say that I would more likely give the book the benefit of the doubt. But again, timing is everything. If it's Got something it. that comes out, you know, that's a that 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 that's you know there's not a break in yeah. in writing you know you worked on six side project books and then you came back to the series no that to me is like okay you ran out of other original ideas and now you're gonna go back to the well that's how I feel that's just how I feel so okay I mean I actually really liked the Lost World I liked the Lost World the book more than I liked Jurassic Park so but that the was, book the book yeah um but that was only a two book series yeah. so you know um i like i said i do want to read the dark tower series i i, I do want to pick that up um 
But the others, I mean, I won't touch Twilight or Divergent. I read The Hunger Games, the first book. I wasn't a huge fan. Did you? Okay. Um, I may end up at one point in time picking up the Harry Potter books just because I think it'd be interesting to, like, get lost in that world. Yeah, it's um, great books. And I would very much like to read the books because you get a lot more detail. 100%, yeah. So that would be the one series that I would okay. speak – that I would – you cool. know, give give an honest. All right, chance. thanks, Josh, so, for the question. Yeah, I figured it. But, uh, but I, no offense taken, and I appreciate the good question. I, yeah. I actually liked that. That was it. Made me. I had to think about it. Um, okay. So yeah, cool. We got a December preview. We're already a few days into December. Um, this has already been out. This is on Prime. Eddie Eddie Murphy's latest uh, uh, silly romp. I didn't know if this was like a. I didn't know if this was a Dr. Doolittle Christmas movie. Because uh, no, it kind of looked movie. like it at first when I'm watching the trailer. This is a holiday film called Candy Cane Lane. I'm really not sure exactly what happens. It's like a guy who wants to have like the best um, Christmas decorations on his house uh, or yeah. something. So he feels like a familiar story. He signs his life away but, or something. And yeah. then he's now like whatever, like bringing evil people to life or something. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I don't it's a know. very, very strange looking movie. I'll be honest, I didn't watch the trailer. This is just me being honest. Okay, but that's fine. Uh, that's a first for Mac. But uh, it is a Christmas movie, so okay. I'll watch it before all Christmas. Right, all right. 12 One Renaissance is filmed by Beyonce. This is another this concert is on the, film. On the heels of Taylor Swift. Yes, was not as financially successful as Taylor Swift, but still a decent success. Um, again, I don't know if you're looking at stars who would be the next star that are even kind of in this stratosphere of Beyonce and Taylor Swift. But again, maybe there'll be more concert I don't know films. That. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. In terms of like a music act. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, 12-8, Leave the World Behind. Uh, this is a film from Sam Eshmael who created iRobot, the TV series. He's also written some interesting screenplays. Julia Roberts, Mahershala Ali, Ethan Hawke, and Mayala Harold. Um, interesting looking film. Yes. Yes, um, I'm intrigued. It's it's potentially an awards if contender. It's, movie, it's been talked about. It's, it's on movie, Netflix. I am, I am intrigued. Yes, it is a movie. It'll be on Netflix. There there were a few other... Speaking of Netflix, there were a few movies that I know... At least I watched. I watched The Killer. It was good. But oh, I, I haven't seen it yet. I watched it. It was good. I didn't think it was amazing, but it was worth a watch. Okay, the Killer, good. for sure. What's well, on my list? I just haven't gotten to um, this On the same date, the uh, next movie called Poor Things. I'm trying mm-hmm. to remember what movie this it's was. It's the Yorgos Lanthimos film, uh, but it has Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo. Oh, this is like her... Willem like Defoe. she's a robot or something. She's like a monster type of a thing. It's, yeah, I don't want to say monster. Yeah. Frankenstein type movie. Um, um, but Yoros Lanthimos does okay. films like... Um, oh, he did The Favorite. He did The Favorite, so yeah, he's yeah, worked yeah, with Emma yeah, Stone yeah, before. Yeah, he's yeah. done The Lobster with Colin Farrell. Yes, yes, yes. Um, So he's an eccentric, I don't want to say an eccentric Willem type Defoe of filmmaker. Might, yes. Oh, but it he, is he does those sure. types of films, and so that makes me interested in it. Okay, yeah. 1215, Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nuggets. See, like, this looks silly, but I... I Have you run, seen the original sorry, Chicken Run? Sorry, What I was going to say is, I know the... I, I, no, I didn't, to answer your question. But I know that that movie came out like 10 years ago. So more than that, probably. Probably more than that. Yeah. However, like I would say ago. that the silliness of this movie makes it... I, not, not that I'm going to watch it, but, it, but I feel like this kind of like clay animation type movie is extremely counter-programming to what's out now. Sure. And I would think that this would be a fun family film. Yeah. That I think could do well. I mean, I won't see it, but I mean, I kind of feel like these are the kind of movies you can make sequels on yeah. that might be 
profitable. Um, at least like a animated silly cartoon that has, you know, uh, sarcasm in it. Um, I mean, I would say I love the clay animation. It looks really, really cool. Yeah, it, it looks reminds cool. me of like an old school, like a MTV music video that they used to, you know. Yeah. But I just love it. I love looking at it. I mean, I don't know that I'll watch it. I never saw the first one, but, yeah. you know, a funny idea nonetheless. Nice. Um, same day, 12-15. This is uh, the season two of the Reacher series on Prime. I have to say, watching the trailer, this guy is a beast. He really, he really craps <laughs> on Tom Cruise's character. This guy is like, he's he he even puts Chris Hemsworth to shame with his shirtless scenes. This guy's an absolute monster. Alan Richardson, he's he's been in some monster. other stuff, but yeah, monster. he's um, Alan Richardson was actually in the Hunger Games, um, the Catching Fire. I didn't realize that because again, I didn't. That's the second one. Right? I didn't think about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I liked season one, so that's why I put it on there. 12.15, from the director of Paddington 1 and 2, it's Wonka, starring Timothy Chalamet. Um, I'm going to say, I think the trailer looks gorgeous. I think it looks like it could be a really good film. Um, I, I like the talent involved in it. I don't know if people want to see another Willy Wonka adaptation, or a Wonka, even if it's a prequel. Yes. Um, but I will say the film, I think, looks good. Um, I'll see it, but again, is it going to connect with audiences during a holiday time? Maybe it's the right time to release it. Maybe it's not the right time. Who knows? Right. I mean, I, I don't know. But it looks good. I'm going to say this is a pass for Joe for obvious reasons. Um, 1215, a film this, that I think Joe wants this, to see. I, we saw this as a trailer when we saw The Holdovers. This looks hilarious. I am so on board for this movie. Uh, Jeffrey Wright. Uh, and forgive me, I don't remember the other actress that's in it. The other author. I don't know. Oh, anyway, I can't remember her name. Because okay. uh, I, I recognize her face, and I don't remember, I can't remember where I've seen her. Uh, this is American fiction. This looks absolutely hilarious. This is a huge awards contender. I so want to see this movie. Yeah, it's coming um, out soon. Great. Looks like a really funny social commentary. Um, uh, and I, I also forget the other guy, like his agent. I've seen him before in a handful of movies. I don't stop my head. Um, I don't know. He was in like Public Enemies. He was in um, American Gangster. I forget his name. But anyway, he's the guy that plays his agent. Oh, Bobby Cannavale? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he looks to be funny. But um, yeah, it, this movie looks hilarious. Cool. I was laughing just watching the trailer. Yeah. In the theater, I was laughing watching it again. Um, in, in, you know, re watching the trailer. It looks nice. great. I am super excited. Um, right. 12-17. Uh, is this the last season or no? This is the last mission, the last special. Okay. The last okay. season of Archer has already happened. Already happened. This is a spinoff. Um, okay. It's not a spinoff. It's, it's story, the last mission. Story. It's it's okay. basically three episodes, so it's like an hour and a half okay. movie. This is at the Archer end. Into the Cold yeah. on FX. Yeah. Max. The very last Archer. Mac is a huge fan of Archer, yes. and he was looking forward to this. Yes. Um, uh, next, the following few days, we have 1220 on Netflix. Um... We've talked about this before. We did. I would say the previous trailer didn't give us much. This one gives us a heck of a lot more, and it's certainly getting a. I, I would say this is probably going to be a huge awards contender. Yeah, for sure. For Carrie Milligan and Bradley Cooper, I would say. I'll be honest. I'm not that intrigued by it. I mean, perhaps it'll be one of those like a Star is Born. Yeah, I was going to say Bradley Cooper's I, I directorial follow-up. I know, I know, but I just it doesn't seem. It, 
it doesn't intrigue me. Like I okay. don't maybe because I just don't know. Bernstein. It's on Netflix. You don't have to go I know, anywhere. You but can I just, just watch it at home. I know, but I just don't. No, okay. I don't know anything about Leonard Bernstein to want. Sure. To try it, like at least, uh, you know, uh, A Star Is Born had like just random people. Like it wasn't. I mean, they were pretending to be famous people, but it wasn't based off of like a real life person. Like sure. I don't. I. I don't know. It's the same reason, like, I didn't really have an interest in seeing the Bosler and Elvis. Like, I just, I don't have a huge affinity or know much about him. But, okay. you know, it, I'm sure it'll be a huge awards contender. Um, this, I think, is going to be a popular um, series. The next thing we're going to mention, this is on Disney+. Plus. This is a series. Uh, Diane Lane um, is plays the mother. Uh, Percy Jackson. This is a Percy Jackson and the Olympians. It's going to be a series. This is a, a speaking huge... of speaking of book series. Yeah, this right? is a huge. Again, I would say more like for young adults. Sure, but I was just thinking uh, book. You're series. right. Yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. Um, this is a huge. Every. I mean, uh, middle school kids still love this kind. These stories. Um, Rick Riordan, uh, the series Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thing and the Lightning Thief. Yeah. Um, you know, and all those sequels. They made those movies they, under Fox. They did. They did. Now Disney, Disney now owns them, so it's they're revamping it for Fox, the series, yeah. um, as it were. And I think there will be a people will like watching that. Um, right. Also on that same date, twelve twenty. This is Marvel's. Excuse me. What if part two on Disney Plus? I know Mac was a huge fan of the first one. Yeah. What What is unique about this one is their release strategy. Um, they typically have dropped Marvel episodes once a week, yep. but they are doing this kind of, if you watch the trailer, they're doing it as like, they're listing as like a holiday present. So starting on 12, uh, 20 for nine days straight, they are dropping one new episode every day. Okay, okay. Again, they're getting, Clever. you know, they're getting all of the, the voice actors for the most part back. Um, again, some of the characters that were in season one of what if like, you know, Sur Supreme Sorcerer, Supreme Strange. Things like that. Maybe those stories will kind of continue, but there's going to be some new stories. Yeah. One of the the spots that looked interesting was kind of the Gamora Tony Stark, uh, where it looks like they're kind of doing like playing Mar they're like doing Mario Kart. They're like racing kind of on a planet. Okay. Um, so it'll be nice to see Tony Stark back. Although I'm positive Robert Downey Jr. is not voicing because he didn't voice it last time. And why would he? They probably couldn't pay him enough if he did it. Now twelve twenty two, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Again, you know. The last, the absolute last ride for the DC kind of snack Zider, Zack Snyder kind of franchise. Um, we'll see if 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 Jason Zach Momoa, Snyder. the Zack Snyder, the Justice League, and oh, all of these films. This is the last one of those films. It wasn't his film. It, was... it wasn't his film, but he cast Jason Momoa. Right, he was the one that was sure, like sure. he was overseeing all the like the Wonder Woman storyline sure. and all that stuff. Remind um, me who the James Wan. James Wan. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a long time since the first Aquaman it's came out. But well, I think it came out pre-COVID. 2018. Um, yeah, out. I would say that, uh, that I could be wrong again. I don't like to speculate on these things. They just kind of caught my attention because they were showing a lot of trailers, I want to say, a few weeks ago. Um, the same trailer over and over. Um, it says like Aquaman's like last stand or something like that. So it makes it kind of, or I forget exactly what it said. Yeah. But it made it seem like that they might kill him off or something. I don't think kill him off. I just mean I think this is the last. This is the last but movie it, in that. DC's, I understand, yeah. 
but it didn't say like Jason Momoa's last movie. It didn't say, uh, I mean, again, it's just a whatever, uh, probably just a marketing ploy. Yeah. But it just made it seem like that he was going to like sacrifice himself or something, or at least that was the impression that I got. Yeah, I definitely feel like this is the last Aquaman movie. Anyway. Um, also on that date, this actually looks kind of interesting. This is in theaters. This is in theaters. It's a movie. Um, yeah, we got, uh, this is Zac Efron playing it, again, I guess uh, based on a true story. I don't know anything about it. I wasn't, you know, this is, I think it takes place probably in the 60s and 70s or so. Probably more like the 70s. Um, this is the Iron Claw. I guess this is like a family of wrestlers who, you know, brothers who were, and the father who was like a tyrant or something or at least maybe it looks like it anyway yeah um also has jeremy allen white from the bear he won an emmy for the bear and golden globe for the bear is that the elder uh, brother he's the, younger, the one who the kind of has bro- the long the hair, long hair. Kind of blonde. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, he's yeah. kind of an up-and-comer yeah so he's in it as and well like the bear yeah the bear. i mean it looks like an intense film i i yeah. i do want to see I it i might check it out again i i you know zach efron um, has done a lot of comedies recently. Again, yeah. maybe he's going to kind of do something new. And and, I, and for me as an audience member, I do like it when actors take a chance and do something yeah, different. Yeah. And and he looks good in it, right? He looks yeah. like committed part. Twelve twenty two. Also on that same day, speaking of the uh, a different kind of Zach, I know you'd mentioned this same, earlier. Yeah. Uh, not Zach Efron. This is Zach Snyder. Um, I remember reading about this movie. It was supposed to be like a big uh, a big deal. I forget. Then we I think we alluded to an article or read something about how this was like. It's a huge budget and a huge, like, not risk, but he was doing all these cool things. He had he had originally pitched this to Disney yeah. and Lucasfilm as, like, a Star Wars story. Yes. But, like, separate. Yeah. But set in the Star Wars timeline and Disney was like, nope. No, you're crazy. Because uh, it's, it's apparently supposed to be too violent and it's supposed to be yeah. all these things. So we, instead, of, instead of kind of tying it to another universe, he was just like... I'll just make up the universe myself. Yeah. So it was originally a pitch to Disney. To Star Wars. And now he, he sold it to Netflix because that's yeah, where he works it, now. It, it. And they've been very supportive of like, yeah. we'll make multiple films, we'll sure. do all this stuff. Yeah, this is part but one. Yeah. It's called Rebel Moon, A Child of Fire. It has yeah. a, a lot of big names. Yeah. Jamon Hansu has the guy from Sons of Anarchy. I forget his name. Uh, Charlie Hunnam. Uh, yeah. I don't know the female lead. Uh, it's She's in... Um, yeah. She's in the, the she's in the vampire or the zombie one that was just in uh, that was just on Netflix the the Zack Snyder one. Oh, the, well, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm, 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 Dan I'm, Batista. Yeah, I'm blanking on the name. They're in Las Vegas. Or oh yeah, this is a huge Army film for of the Dead. Or yeah, Army of, thank you, Army of the Dead. Yeah, is that right? Okay. This is a huge uh, film for Netflix uh, yeah. in terms of like budget they put into yeah, it. Yeah, it looks. Um, I mean, I don't know that I'll watch so it. So again, releasing it around this time, they're hoping to get. Awards. A lot of viewers. Okay. I don't think it's going to be an awards contender. Okay. Um, but again, right around this time, people watch movies as a family and stuff like that. Or people just are interested in there. So they're hoping that they get lots of viewerships okay. to, in theory, justify the spending they yeah. have. Uh, on Christmas, we have two movies, uh, one of which, both of them look kind of good. One, I think, looks a lot better than the other. Um, the first one I'm going to mention is based off of a book. Um, I want to say it came out about 12 years ago or so, or thereabouts. I could be getting the timeline wrong, but it was a critically acclaimed, a well-received New York Times bestseller. Um, it was recommended to me. I have not read it yet, but I will. I, it is on a book to. It is on the list of books that I want to purchase and read. Um, I, I don't. I didn't write the author, but it's based off of a true story. 
um, of a rowing squad um, during, I guess, the Great Depression or thereabouts. Um, the book is called, and movie is called, The Boys in the Boat. So this is a movie, I guess, either produced and or directed by yeah, George Clooney. Um, the movie looks okay. I mean, you know, a similar inspirational type story. I kind of want to read the book instead. There was another movie that got made called Unbroken that was not very well received. Um, it was a true life story about a, about a, uh, Olympic track star during World War II. Um, uh, the movie, again, yeah, the movie was not very well received. Um, but the book was great. Um, yeah. I, again, I, I think this is one of the things where I'd want to read the book instead of the movie. Okay. Um, and then, did you have anything you wanted to mention? No, no, no. I mean, I, it looks good, I, I, but I, I didn't know, it, I didn't even know it was based on a book. Yeah. Um, but I, I like George Clooney stuff. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I, I might know. give it. I don't it know if like I rush out. It looks like a Men kind of thing. Yeah. Not that that's about, I mean, it, yeah. it looks okay. I, I don't know if I rush out to theaters yes. to see it, but if maybe a couple streaming. weeks or if I saw it on streaming or something, I, I'd watch it. Um, this last movie looks cool. I definitely want to see it. Adam Driver, Tip Top Shape. Uh, or top form, I should say, um, in a movie, uh, I want to say, out on the heels of, uh, of Ford versus Ferrari, but maybe the other side of the coin, I guess, that uh, you get to see the Ferrari side. Um, a younger, a younger Ferrari, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, a younger Ferrari, but, well, oh, yeah. yeah, 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 it, but, yeah, this is probably the, the younger version yeah. of the guy who owned yeah, it yeah. at the time. Um, you know, hopefully be better than, uh, that other movie that he just did recently that you didn't like with Lady Gaga. Oh, House of Gucci? House yeah, of I'm Gucci. sure it'll be yeah. better than that. Um, this looks really, really cool. Yeah, it looks great. I don't remember who the director Michael is. Michael Mann. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Last last movie. I, I mean, he's done a lot of movies. Um, he did Heat. Heat. I liked Heat. Collateral. Um, he did Collateral. Yeah. Miami helped. Vice. Like, well, I mean. I want to say I think he did Public Enemies too, and maybe. I really like Public Enemies. Okay, I don't know, so I, but maybe I'm pretty sure it was a Michael Mann film, but definitely Heat for sure. Um, I'm, I'm, and that's this looks to be an award contender. Yeah, um, I'm super excited, especially about for it. Adam Driver. Yes. yes. Um, cool. That was a lot of stuff in yes, December, guys. We, we appreciate we you guys listening. Sped through that. Um, yes. Sorry. Yes. No, that's okay. Um, we will be back, guys. Before the end of the year, the goal is to get our podcast in after Christmas. After Christmas, before New Year's, we will be back. Again, December, typically in general, is a slower news time. Um, Slower in terms of casting announcements and stuff like that. So there's not a lot of of stuff happening. I know you guys will miss us. I know you guys have missed us the last couple weeks. But I promise we will be back. Absolutely. And then once the new year starts, we'll get back to a regular rotation. Yeah. Uh, Appreciate you guys. Seems like we always have this like kind of... Time when it once we hit like around Thanksgiving, the the, the, the not the schedule goes out the out the window, but yeah. it's definitely not a regular schedule. And once we hit January, we definitely get back in the yeah. form. And that's okay. Um, as always, guys, like, share, comment, rate, review, and subscribe. Again, you guys are the absolute best. Thank you so much for listening. Thank yes, you so much for you. helping thank this for podcast questions. grow. Thank you for the questions. Um, go see some films. Lots of films coming out. Uh, post some questions and uh, yeah, enjoy the holidays. We'll be back after Christmas. There you go, guys. Happy holidays.